How? How did that happen? Over the next few days, you're probably going to read, listen, watch analysis on two absolutely crazy nights in the Champions League. Going into this week, I talked about how the state of mind was going to be the defining feature of these games. In the aftermath, if there was one theme that bound these games, I'd have to say it was disintegration. I'll start with Paris. Was this capitulation worse than the 6-1 nightmare at the No Camp? I would have to say yes. First of all, Paris Saint-Germain were at home. In the history of the European Cup and the Champions League, no team had won a first leg away from home by two goals and then lost the tyrant aggregate at home. But PSG have now done it. They've made history for the wrong reasons. Second, this was a Manchester United that no one would have picked as contenders for the Champions League. Third, United were furthermore decimated by injuries. They were missing 10 first-team regulars, and Eric Bailly got injured in the first half. In fact, in the second half, we were even seeing the weird scenario of some youngsters being given their Manchester United debuts in this match. And yet, somehow, PSG absolutely lost their nerve and lost the game. It's inexplicable, really. There's so many characters that we can blame. First of all, Thilo Kehrer in the second minute of the match, careless back pass, Romelu Lukaku, bred down on Gianluigi Buffon, made Buffon look all 41 years of his age by just easily running past him and slotting into an empty net. Then Buffon with an absolute howler, which if the PSG hierarchy had actually analyzed and watched UA in the last three or four years, they would have known that Buffon has the tendency to do. But no, a 41-year-old Buffon was needed to add to the prestige of PSG. Little good did it do them on the biggest stage. Then there was Danny Alves, supposedly brought into the French capital for his leadership abilities, but played like a 15-year-old who wanted to be the star on the night, shanked all his crosses, positionally ill-disciplined, went for glory with some crazy shots, and just overall absolutely disappointed, wasn't decisive at all. And even the wonderful Kylian Mbappe, and I'm not being too harsh on him, I don't think Mbappe is responsible for the loss by any stretch of the imagination, but there were moments where with a little bit of calmness, a little bit of experience, he could have sealed the tie for PSG. Instead, the nerves clearly got to him on the big stage. You could tell that he was overthinking all his moves, even when he was clear on goals and when he was past defenders. His touch deserted him, and it was just a bit of a shambles. Even Thomas Tuchel can't escape some serious criticism. Why was Danny Alves not brought off in the second half? What did he do to change the system to deal with the new realities of the game. Maybe Tuchel can say there's nothing a manager can do to legislate for mistakes. If it wasn't for those mistakes made by PSG in the first half, this could have been a completely different game. But those mistakes were made in the first half. There was still time to rectify things, to influence things. And I think Tuchel, unfortunately, failed miserably on this count. So a team that... To be blunt, absolutely schooled Manchester United at Old Trafford three weeks ago. Just completely lost the plot at home. 
I don't mean to do a disservice to Manchester United, but at the end of the day, they scored three goals because of three mistakes from PSG. They only had 26% of the possession. The media and the mainstream will give Manchester United their praise, and they deserve it. This is a historic night. They deserve to cherish this. They deserve to celebrate it. But I think Philip Auclair, the renowned French journalist, said it best. I'm not sure if Manchester United deserve to win, but PSG certainly deserve to lose. That was some serious disintegration. The night before, in Madrid, we saw disintegration of a different kind. Again, I don't want to take any credit away from Ajax Amsterdam. I'm so happy that Ajax are back in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. This is a true European historic giant of the game. I'm absolutely elated for them. But in a Champions League knockout tie, is it justifiable for an opposing team away from home, having the attacking players pirouette and dummy and dribble past you on countless occasions? Absolutely unacceptable. And I think over here, it was Real Madrid that disintegrated. Many would say that maybe the disintegration started three weeks ago when Sergio Ramos, in a sort of karmic justice, purposely took a yellow card, resulting in his suspension for the second leg, and subsequently an additional one-game ban if Real Madrid were to reach the quarterfinals. Because in Sergio Ramos' absence, Real Madrid's defense absolutely fell apart. Rafael Varane had one of those days where he is a polar opposite of a world-class defender. He was absolutely clueless. And next to him, Nacho Fernandez simply was no equal to Sergio Ramos. But tellingly, Ramos' leadership on the rest of the team was just as much missed. Luka Modric, Toni Kroos, and Casemiro, the backbone of Real Madrid's Champions League triumphs, along with, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo's goals, were all over the place in midfield. Frankie de Jong pressed them to perfection. They simply weren't able to do anything with the ball or anything off the ball. The positional sense of Cruz and Modric was shockingly bad. The decision-making of Real Madrid's players was just not up to par on a Champions League night. Again, this was the three-time defending champion of the Champions League who won away from home in the first leg and completely collapsed at the Bernabeu. Once again, all the credit in the world to Ajax Amsterdam. But boy, was this some serious disintegration. There has to be now some serious introspection for Real Madrid in the summer. And then there was a different kind of disintegration. Porto versus Roma, the second leg. I talked about this when looking ahead. I said both these teams come into this game with some serious mental baggage. Both of them lost two very important games on the weekend. Roma to Lazio and Porto at home to Benfica. So the disintegration we saw over here was basically no belief in any system. An end-to-end football game. Now neutrals must have been thoroughly entertained and there were some moments of genuine attacking enterprise and quality. Of course, you can't deny that. I don't want to be a grumpy McPherson over here. But the truth of the matter is 
that neither team played with any sort of tactical identity, neither team played with any sort of plan. And really, the first 90 minutes felt like a pure fluke of a football game. Anything could happen at any time. Nobody really knew what they, do, what they were doing. There were maybe 10 minutes in the first half when Daniel De Rossi's experience started to shine through and it seemed like Roma were managing the game pretty well at one all. But then, after De Rossi got injured, it was anyone's game in the second half. Maybe Porto just about deserved it and hence they got the luck with the penalty three minutes before the end of extra time to go through. But all in all, I'd be very surprised if Porto go beyond the quarterfinals of the Champions League now. And I would have been very surprised if Roma would have won and they would have won in the quarterfinals as well. A shockingly poor performance by two teams who simply had no concept of what they wanted to do. But congratulations to Porto. They suffered humiliation last season against Liverpool. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, on the balance of a little more clarity, they deserved to go through. So paradoxically, I'm going to end this conversation with a team that didn't disintegrate, and that was Tottenham Hotspurs. They had their nervous moments in the first half, but there were some brilliant saves by Hugo Lloris, and one in particular, a superb block by Jan Vertonghen. Sometimes, when you have a big lead from the first leg of a European knockout game, all you need to do in the second leg, whether you're home or whether you're away, is just don't concede in the first half. I don't mean to sound blasé about it. I'm making it sound easier than it is. But the very best teams in European football for a long time have always managed to do that. It's only been in these last two seasons that these comebacks have become more realistic to hope for. That's just because teams aren't playing with the right amount of intelligence and the right amount of discipline. Of course, Borussia Dortmund had their chances in the first half. They came out like wounded tigers, as I suspected they would. But sometimes you just have to ride out the storm, and that's what Spurs did exceptionally. There wasn't much else to say about this game. Spurs deservedly won on aggregate. They deservedly won home. They deservedly won away. And they deservedly have a place in the quarterfinals. But maybe I'll take a quick 30 seconds just to salute Jan Vertonghen's performance over these two legs. In the second leg, he put in a defensive masterclass in the first half. In the first leg, he provided the assist for Spurs opener, scored himself. And I think he's just a brilliant player. Now 32 years old, he was signed from Ajax back in 2013 in Andre Villas-Boas' first year. And over the years, he's just become such a crucial player. And he's actually a player I really enjoy watching. The famous football tactical journalist Michael Cox said it best on the weekend when he summarized Spurs versus Arsenal. Sometimes Vertonghen feels like Spurs' best defender, best left-back, and best playmaker a truly exceptional player who is deservingly get his moment in the sun. So, Spurs were the only ones who didn't disintegrate. But ultimately, you have to give kudos to the winners. History is written by the winners after all. So congratulations, Manchester United. Congratulations, Ajax Amsterdam. Congratulations, FC Porto. And congratulations, Tottenham Hotspur. 
We look forward to watching some great football from you guys in the quarterfinals. This is Wasim Parkar on the 98 Teams Microcast.